before you do it, we should do like a clap thing because apparently a clap makes it really easy for the editor to figure out where yeah, to start playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just once. <laughs> oh you know, you know the action is like an action. Can you pause the Jimmy? Wow. Well done, well done. Well done. Alright, alright. Welcome back to the Four Bananas podcast where we look at topics that affect our everyday lives. Four Bananas is brought to you by Andrew, Dominic. Eugenia and Jeff. Four Asians brought up in Sydney, Australia, who identify as a banana. Yellow on the outside, but white on the inside. In today's podcast episode, we'll be talking about something that we all dreaded as Asians since we were young, and I'm sure everyone has their own feelings towards it. And that was tutoring. So within Sydney, there's a lot of tutoring places like North Shore, Pre-Uni, Talent 100, Matrix Education, Dr. Do. The <laughs> list goes on and on and on. So Asians can get the A+. So let's get the topic rolling for today with everyone here. So when did everyone here start tutoring and what were your fondest memories of it? I started basically as soon as I came to Australia. So when I was seven years old and I had no idea what the heck was going on. <laughs> it was torture to me because after school, I would still have to go to another school. And I, I never understood the concept of tutoring because at that time, I'm like, just a dumb kid, right? So just going there, I was like, okay, why, why am I sitting here again? Stealer. <laughs> False. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and other, other kids were actually like, bully me because, yeah, like I was, I was just a clueless guy and I would just laugh because all my grades were so bad. And I was just like, man, this is the worst thing ever. See, I see. Interesting. Yeah, so for me, I guess I started when I was in year four or year three. It was when you have that, you know how you have a smart class thing for year four? Was it OC? I think that's what you called it. Yeah, OC. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah. yeah, so I think because of OC, that was my first ever time going into a tutoring center. I really don't remember much about that. And then the next time I got into it again was when we were prepping for our selective school or selective test. So that was the second time. And then and I kind of stopped throughout high school until we reached HSC. So I think around year 11, that's when I started again. So it's like a really on and off thing for me. Fair enough. Yeah, I think similar to Ginny, my earliest memory is, yeah, prepping for OC. Um, I remember, I think there was like some school holidays and I remember I was at pre-uni. I remember, yeah, I just wanted to socialize, not want not to play some handball. But um, yeah, I, I, I remember pre-uni. And I remember that uh, you could order McDonald's. They let us order McDonald's, but like at an increased price. But I was like, why not? Wait, Eastwood pre-uni? Yes. What year? I don't remember. It might not have even been OC, but all I remember is pre-uni Eastwood lets you order McDonald's. Okay. I was at pre-uni and I ordered McDonald's uh, well, at Eastwood pre-uni. Maybe. <laughs> could be. Maybe we were classmates. Young Zen was there. I feel like, yeah, Yong Zen, maybe Ben was there. I can't remember. Well, well surprise, surprise. I was also there <laughs> what? at pre-uni Eastwood. <laughs> but that was back in year six. So, oh, so year six. I, right, think... I was only there for the holiday course. So, did you play handball in the corridor? Yes, I did play handball in the corridor. Did you, did you order McDonald's? Yes, I did order McDonald's. So we were classmates. <laughs> were we we classmates? didn't know. Well, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Okay, okay. We didn't meet during uni. So, yeah. so that gives a glimpse to what everyone did, kind of like during breaks, 
right? So what, what did you guys actually do instead of learning or doing what you're supposed to do at tutoring? Were there any funny stories that you guys know of? All I, wait, is this, you mean like during classes? Mm. Yeah. So all I remember was uh, instead of learning, like kids would just mess around at the back. Um, they would, you know, pick things out of the wall. I think like the wall, you know, is made from like concrete and they just make holes. And I remember just drawing on the wall with like a pencil, just like very delinquent kind of things. Oh yeah. I went to another one called James Ann and basically their hallway was really narrow. And that meant if you put your hands to your side, like a T pose and put your legs to the side as well, you can climb up the hallway. It was a really tall hallway. So everyone during lunch was just climbing it and there were <laughs> shoe marks all over the walls. I guess there wasn't really much of a fun thing in my tutoring centers. So it was more like we can collect points in terms of the marks that we were getting or some, like as long as we did something good in class, we'll collect points. And then with that, we can change, we can exchange it with pens or highlighters and stuff. <laughs> I think I had something similar at North Shore as well. That was like for point system. But the most memorable sort of memory I had for tutoring was during one of my holiday courses, the person sitting next to me was really not concentrating during class. So what happened was that every day he would start, he would sharpen his pens and pencils to very, very sharp sorts of uh, tools and started <laughs> drilling, drilling a hole into the, into the wall. I, I, I don't know why he did it, but he just did that. And there was one time where the teacher was teaching and then you would just hear this slow drilling sort of noise <laughs> occurring near the back corner of, of the classroom and everyone's going, <laughs> what's that, what's that sound? Right. And then it would stop, you know, drilling, drilling that hole. And practically throughout that whole two week period, it was a construction site near the, near the uh, corner of the classroom where a hole was actually drilled in the end. And the person actually took out some insulation. And I was just like, why are you doing this? And he was just like, well, I can't really be bothered learning. Right. So he just drilled holes like during, during class. So that, that was one, <laughs> one thing that was interesting. Another thing was like during lunchtimes, kids would, I'm not sure if you guys know about hornets. Have you, oh, yeah. have you guys ever heard about hornets? What the insect? No, 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 no. Oh. So it's, it's more of a sort of, um, it's like a piece of paper, a small piece of paper that people play with a rubber band. So, oh, so, yes. so it kind of yeah. turns into some sort of like slingshot mechanism. Yes. So you would have these kids, right? Like 30 odd kids all having these hornets just shooting at each other, right? Like within the classroom and the teachers would be like, oh my gosh, like I don't know how to control these kids. It was to the point where the tutor actually had to come in and like it was a full sort of intervention sort of thing. I feel like I missed out on a lot of fun in tutoring. <laughs> yeah, I want to take back my initial reaction that I had a bad time. I think I, I, I had a good time. <laughs> I did all of those as well. We didn't drill into the wall, but we mm. drilled under the desk. Oh. So you can't see on the surface, but there were whole, definitely holes that we drilled under the desk. Did everyone become an engineer or something in your class? <laughs> yep. That's me. Maybe it's a girl and guy thing because I feel like you know, back when you were younger, I felt that a lot of the guys were very, like, not very well behaved, you know, like, messing around uh, with the classroom, doing that Hornets thing. But if I remember, I think either the class had less girls or the girls just kind of were just much more well behaved and the guys just messed around. So maybe that's why you didn't, you don't have, like, these, uh, these stories, Ginny. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe it's because you were in a smarter class. You were more studious. <laughs> all, all, all the dumb kids just played with hornets oh, and drilled yeah. holes. 
in the wars. That yeah, makes sense. there was this like smart and dumb class. Um, well, okay, let's not call it a dumb class. The smart and the average class. Uh, so you actually like every time we go into a new tutoring center, we actually have to do a test first. I'm not sure you guys have to do it as well. Yep, I I definitely did one. I don't know. I can't I, remember. I, I think we got into a dumb class then by default. Yeah. No way. Andrew in the dumb class just doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's true. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, so so like in, apart from tutoring, did you guys ever go to any other activities outside of school? Uh, that, that that sort of thing. Well, you know, aside from tutoring, you have like I guess your extracurricular classes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think when I was in primary school, I did Chinese school. That's probably when I picked up uh, tennis and piano as well as my extracurriculars. Aside from that, yeah, that pretty much just took up all my time. Did you, did you learn much from Chinese school? Oh, I remember like, you know, the, the speaking Estefords, having to recite poems, um, having, you know, <laughs> all the characters that you, you have to learn to write. And um, now all I can write is my name. <laughs> Okay. I'm happy with that. I can write my name. Wait, not even. Remember when you wanted to start learning how to write your name again and then you printed out all those dotted... (laughs) Okay, I'll stop. (laughs) No, like, yes, I did print out that worksheet, but I barely used it. I think I used it for like two days. And then, I mean, you kind of just like remember, oh, yeah, this is how I write my name now. What about about the others? Can can you guys write your names? (laughs) I went to Chinese school as well. And... I didn't learn much from it. What happened was I retained my initial knowledge of Chinese back when I was in China. Like, so whatever I learned up to the age of seven, I retained that knowledge because I kept going to Chinese school. But I never learned anything new after because I never <laughs> bothered to try to remember. Oh, okay. Yep. It's so sense. much harder. You know, English is just alphabets where you put it together. So once you get a hang of English alphabets, Chinese became such a hassle. I kind of regret it because I do kind of get back to the roots. With the alphabet thing, I think in Chinese, you can kind of think of it as there's something similar as well. So the words that's related to people, there's a certain symbol that always follows in that word. The words that um, has to do with talking, there's always the word, the mouth in it. Like usually that's how it works. So that's kind of like similar to the alphabet so for I guess for me in Chinese school, it's it, like we go a long way back because my parents has always been uh, very strict on how much we learn in Chinese school. Like they they really want to keep that culture and tradition going. So I started so early on, probably like kindergarten or year one, and then wow. I went all the way up to year ten. And throughout that time, it would be like at home would be reading Chinese newspapers and then there'll be like Chinese books. And then we have like those Chinese cards where we have to play games with and all that. So it's, it's been a really big part of my life. I I think similar to you, Eugenia, like for me, I went to Chinese school. So Chinese school was on Sundays, but before that I actually went to Mandarin school and also tennis and drawing classes. So those were Mm. the extracurriculars on Saturdays. And then on Sundays, I would go to a Chinese school where I learned Cantonese. So, I mean, I loved tennis. Tennis was great. I learned a lot there. Mandarin school, I don't remember anything <laughs> from Mandarin school. Um, I, remember, I, I remember I was entered into uh, trivia and there was full speaking Mandarin. I did not know any Mandarin. You got to understand this, right? So I was in front of at least 70 to 80 students. And I was the one student 
on that quiz that answered every question wrong. Yeah, so I have I actually have a very similar experience to you. So in year, after year seven, um, I changed to a Mandarin school. And before we got in, we actually had to do a test to see how well our Chinese is because there's a beginners, intermediate and advanced class. But because I've been learning Chinese for such a long time, I was able to answer the test. It was like literally a walk in the park. And then I got into the, the most advanced class. But the moment I walked in, I realized everyone there was actually from China. So they, they would be educated probably up to year seven and they'll come over and then they'll still continue Chinese school. I was the only one who couldn't speak Mandarin at all. And it was really bad. Like I literally chucked a massive fit the moment I got home and said, I don't want to do this ever again. But, you know, <laughs> I continue to year 10. <laughs> so so I, I think, yeah, after that, I think after that quiz event, I don't think I ever attended that Mandarin school ever again. Like in all honesty, I was so traumatized. Like I didn't know anything <laughs> for Mandarin. Like I could I can read, I can write, I just can't speak the Mandarin. Like, it just doesn't click for me. So now that we know everyone's overall transition, uh, how do you find it when you transitioned away from, you know, high school education to university where there was uh, no more tutoring? I know I didn't transition that well. So I remember in the first semester, first year of uni, I took... I think it was like higher phys and there was a computing science class where you learn to program and develop in C. Failed both. Had to do supplementaries for both. <laughs> Failed a supplementary for the, for the science, for the computing one. Uh, so I had to then next semester, had to do that physics course again. Chose the lower one because I figured I actually wasn't that smart. And I had to do a summer, a course over summer just to catch up with the rest of my cohort. So I think going to uni, I realized that one, I was lazy and I was just there to socialize. And two, I wasn't very smart. Don't know how I got there in the first place. <laughs> it was all right for me, actually, because I had a break from tutoring. Like, so primary school, I was tutoring from year two all the way to year six. And then there was like a break from year seven to 10, 11. But when I picked it up, it wasn't because of my parents forcing me to. It was because it was out of my own need to find inf- find more information to do better so i think in that regard that transition was all right for me for uni even though it wasn't a tutor per se it was more about okay like i need to do this to get this mark so where can i find this info mm. uh, y- during year 12 it was easy right i can get this info at tutoring but then at uni, it wasn't tutoring, but you could find Facebook pages where people shared their oh, yeah. answers and stuff. I think at that time, I guess I matured enough to go, okay, I need to do this. So I need to do, I need to, I need to somehow find the answers. Yeah. So I guess I'm a bit more similar to Dom. I basically came out of the HSC with tutoring, right? So now that I stepped into uni, I think I was overly dependent on tutoring and hoping that it would be the thing that gets me the good marks. And so once I've lost it, when I started uni, all of a sudden I'm like, oh God, where's my safety net? What do I do now that I don't know how to do this uni work? So it it was a bit of a struggle in the beginning, but I started with pretty good friends. So some of my friends did engineering as well uh, from high school. So we did the first semester together. And then as Jeff said, there's like Facebook groups where everyone came together and just shared resources and stuff. So, and then I went on to that and then, yeah, everything just went on from there. Knowing that, hey man, you got to be independent now with, with how you learn. 
very similar to Jeff though for for my my personal experience was I didn't find it too hard for the transition between no tutoring uh, within university because for me personally like I did tutoring around year five year six in primary and then I stopped all the way to year 11 and 12 and even when I was in year 11 and 12 uh, the actual act of going to find tutoring that sort of thing was more of because personally, I knew where my strengths and weaknesses were in terms of specific subjects. And like, it was my choice. So I had the freedom of not going to tutoring if I didn't want to, right? But I knew that I had weaknesses in specific subjects. That's why I went to tutoring. So I kind of viewed it a bit differently in terms of tutoring as more of a supplement rather than a life-saving sort of regime. And I was trying to, like, in one sense, I think the fact I didn't go to that much tutoring during primary school and high school was good because it meant that it kind of formed that sort of discipline uh, moving forward within university where it's exactly like that. You don't have any tutoring. You kind of need to fend for yourself in terms of learning your content, doing your homework. No one is there to look after you. You're not getting spoon fed anymore. So I didn't find it too hard overall. I think for all of you, like, I was just wondering, like, would you, would you all send your kids to tutoring now that, now that you know <laughs> what it feels like? Yes, but in a much smaller group where my kid would get the attention he mm. needs and to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it very much depends on each individual child. Um, because, I mean, I'm sure we all had friends as well who during high school or during university, they didn't do any additional tutoring and they were just as smart or even smarter. Like they had that natural I don't know, intellect or maybe they actually did pay attention or maybe they just understood concepts much better. So I feel like if it was for, you know, my potential kids, would I send them to tutoring? I guess it depends. You know, I, I feel that if I'm able to figure out what kind of um, learning style they have, um, whether or not they would, excel by themselves or if they needed a guiding hand then i would send them to tutoring but uh, similar to jeff's point yeah that makes sense um having a smaller class rather than um nowadays i think there's a lot of big tuition colleges uh where you have say 10 to 20 kids in the room at the same time and obviously they're not going to get that individual attention that they might that they might need it's in certain times and i'm sure you guys remember when you were kids as well you probably didn't want to stick out too much and ask questions all the time and be that be that nail um, to get hum- to get hammered down, but um, yeah, depends on every kid. At the end of the day, I feel like what happens is that a lot of parents send kids to tutoring because of peer pressure. Mm. So peer pressure of other parents sending yeah. their kids to tutoring, and it feels like their kid is missing out. So, no, so they don't they don't want their kids being left behind yeah, in yeah. terms of content. Exactly, exactly. But what they also don't yeah, understand is the is the fact that. Um, school is going to teach it anyway at the end of the day, right? Um, so, like, our perspectives might change, like, once we do have kids, yeah. obviously. But, <laughs> like, at this, at this point, at least, um, I'm pretty yeah. sure I, I do 100% agree with everyone's point of view. But I feel like tutoring is actually a form of learning experience of things outside of just the content of math, English, that sort of thing. Because I think everyone agrees that once you come out like into the real world, the workplace, mm. it's less about whether you know that specific differential equation, right? <laughs> it's more about how you interact with people. 
And by placing them within only a small group setting, it's actually a lot harder for them to develop those sorts of skills. That's um, true, yeah. So, so it also depends on like what your aim is, right? Like if your aim yeah. is, okay, you're just there to, you know, understand the concepts, just learn and get out. <laughs> That's perfectly fine, but I, I think there's more to tutoring than, than just that because I think that's another reason why our uh, extracurricular is so good because the fact is it's not about just the general like technical or hard skills that you develop from those activities. It's more about those soft skills, those outgoing sort of personalities that you develop by interacting with different people of different sorts of perspectives that you get out of these activities, which further grows that kid. I would yeah, say. yeah, okay. There's like a deeper... The deeper topic than tutoring. No, it's, yeah. it's more about parenting, how you should teach your kids, how they should think, you know, yep. how they should think for themselves. Yeah. And tutoring is just one of the ways to help them yep. improve on that, whatever soft skills, hard skills. Okay, so 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 just just to settle the debate. So Tom, would you send your kids to tutoring? Yes or no? Wait, why this is a yes or no uh, question? <laughs> just, just, just uh yes. Jeff? Yes, but with I mean it depends. No, you can't you can't but the yes or no question. I didn't get a I didn't get a but. All right. Yes. And Ginny? Yes. Okay, so I guess we're also Asian that we'll all say yes because I am saying yes too. <laughs> but I, I think everyone will have that general perspective that um it really depends on the students themselves. Um depends on your aim of going into it. So, well, that's all we have planned for today. So I hope this episode brought back some bittersweet memories of simpler days in our youth. And we'll catch you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts with new episodes coming out every week. Also, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And for any sort of business opportunities or topics you want us to discuss, feel free to email us on 4bananaspodcast at gmail.com. Catch you next time and stay banana, everyone. (laughs) 